0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to season three of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Francis Johnson, and I'm so glad you've joined us today as we continue to explore the topic of continuous curiosity. This season, we're talking all about what curiosity is, why it's so important, and what roadblocks sometimes prevent us from being curious. We'll also hear from people who pursued their curiosities into new degrees, professions, and passions, like my guest today, Sadie Bowler. Sadie is a resident of LaSalle Studios, a sophomore here at the David Eccles School of Business, and the co-founder of Sadie B. Personal Care, a girl-founded, led, and operated personal care brand that's about who girls are, not just how they look. Welcome, Sadie, and thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sadie, let's get started. This season is all about curiosity, and one thing curiosity can do is lead us in a direction that we maybe weren't expecting. So for example, the idea for Sadie B. Personal Care actually came from your passion for doing hair. So talk to us a little bit about how you started doing hair and then how that led you to this idea for Sadie B.
1: Yeah. So around the age of 10 years old, I started trying every braid and technique and following YouTube tutorials and practicing on my sisters as much as I could, as much as they would let me. And that just led to my obsession of trying new products and these new techniques and braids. And I eventually ended up doing hair all throughout high school and started my own little hairstyling business called Hair Is My Canvas. And I do hair for weddings and dances and other special occasions. And I was just immersed in the beauty and personal care industry from a super young age and that's where it started.
0: Now, tell me, Sadie, part of the sort of impetus or inspiration for Sadie B was as you became immersed in this health and beauty industry, you didn't really love what you found, right? The messages, especially for girls your age and even younger, weren't the kind of messages that you wanted to see for yourself or for other people. What were you seeing there and what didn't you like about it?
1: Yeah, well, around my junior year of high school, I actually went on a camping trip with my dad and sister. And on this camping trip, I articulated to my dad and Abby that the messages in the beauty and personal care industry weren't speaking to me. They were all either speaking to my mom or people that wanted to achieve this certain look of these high beauty standards. and. As a young girl, the things that were most important to me were tennis, and school, and figuring out what college I was going to, and then also my interest of hair. But the messages in the beauty industry did not align with that, and they weren't speaking to girls. And so we wanted to add a new message to this industry that was able to connect with girls and the things that are most important to them.
0: When you say the messages were either like for your mom or focused on looks and these sort of unattainable beauty standards, I just want to make sure we're understanding. So it was either older women who didn't care about the same things that someone your age would care about, or the messages targeted towards girls your age weren't the kinds of messages that you wanted to hear or weren't actually the things that were important to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it felt like I was their ideal customer. I was buying all of these products and trying all of them, and they weren't connecting with me. And so, yeah, there was just that disconnect of speaking to Gen Z girls in a way that mattered to them.
0: Awesome. Sadie, what do you think it is about your personality or your experience that allowed you to really challenge those messages that you were hearing and get curious about them? We receive so much of this kind of messaging from everywhere, right? From celebrity gossip, from health and beauty, from even sometimes our friends and our families. What sort of sparked your curiosity to say, this isn't speaking to me and I don't have to accept it.
1: From a young age, like I said, I started that hair business and my dad is an entrepreneur. And so I think I just had that in my blood. I was always trying to find a solution for whatever problem I had. And so once I had this conversation with my dad and sister, it kind of came together, like this was something that needed a solution then began my curiosity of what was the solution and on that camping trip we first came up with our line the adventurer because that's what was on our mind we were looking for something that we could take with us on this camping trip and the only options were dr bronner's which you know you can use as a shampoo and you can use it as a dish soap and a laundry detergent. And then there were the things that would give us, you know, something like lasting shine, which we also weren't looking for on this camping trip. And so we came up with the line called The Adventurer for girls like us going on these camping trips and hiking and trail running and, and stuff like that.
0: So the adventurer was the first product line. Tell us about the other product lines and sort of what the inspiration was behind those.
1: Yeah, so we really wanted to create lines that were inclusive and felt like they could reach all girls' interests. I think we then came up with the athlete. Something a little bit more performance-based, clarifying for a girl that's practicing all day or swimming all day. And Then we came up with the creator. We call it for girls going bold, but girls that are singers, painters, more artistic in that way, and that can be in so many different ways. And then we came up with the go-getter, which is just for girls like me and my sister that are entrepreneurs and academically driven and just trying to encompass all of these things that girls are within these product lines and then create them with functionalities that go along with um, the activities girls might be doing in those areas.
0: And moving away, it sounds like, from this looks-based messaging and also moving away from the idea that everyone is the same or wants to look the same or wants to do the same things. So inspiring girls to be maybe curious about their own interests as they're looking at your products and choosing what's best for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And These product lines too, you know, most of us aren't just one. I think I can reach into each one of them and there's not one that I have to fit into, which is very different than these unrealistic beauty standards that are just this bar that's set so high for girls and there's no wiggle room. Like you're either at that standard or you're not and usually you're not because they're unrealistic and unfair to girls that need to focus on all of these different things as they're in the most important stage of their life through middle school and high school and college and becoming the best person that they
0: can be. We've touched on this a little bit around the edges, but what are the negative consequences that you see from the kind of messaging that girls usually are exposed to in the health and beauty industry?
1: I'm so glad you asked that question because this is one of our main focuses. And as a personal care brand that is incorporated as a public benefit corporation, we take on two issues. And one is a business issue where the beauty messaging is harmful to girls and it doesn't connect with Gen Z. And then the social issue, our second issue that we tackle is the unprecedented mental health crisis among teenage girls. And it's not necessarily proven that the beauty industry directly causes this mental health crisis, but it is definitely one of the contributing factors. And in a place you know where they have so much influence in a teenage girl's life, rather than making a change and supporting girls, the messaging becomes either isn't doing anything or it's harmful. That's our focus is to uplift girls in their abilities and accomplishments, and in turn, you know, educate girls on mental health through our messaging and take on this mental health crisis.
0: You're doing some specific things. I mean, you're really, as you've said, you're not just selling a product, including your presence online, on Instagram, on social media. Talk about your in-house mental health expert. Yes. Yeah. So
1: we call her the Sadie B. therapist. Samantha Dalton is a certified therapist. She has been for over 10 years and has had extensive experience working with teenage girls. We brought her in as a source of education so that we can share on our social channels, on our website, through all of our messaging, this idea that personal care hygiene and what we're calling mental hygiene goes together and that those are Two really important things that not only are these personal care products, but mental hygiene products as well.
0: What are some tips that she's shared so far, some examples of simple things that girls can do to improve their own mental health or mental hygiene?
1: We've just been posting reels on our Instagram page. And the most recent one that had the biggest impact and got a lot of engagement was One where she posted five times where it's normal to feel anxiety. And some of those were while you're waiting to hear back from a friend, when you forget something, when you show up an important place, and when you have a huge test. Anyways, there's a couple more. And all of these comments came flooding in like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was normal. And like, this is so helpful. And I've only ever heard when it's not normal to have anxiety like that's so eye-opening that it's okay to have anxiety sometimes and you know just all of these comments so just that education and not even necessarily a tip but just knowing when it's normal and when it's not to feel anxiety and and what that looks like and so yeah those are the kind of things that we are sharing
0: and it sounds like people are responding it is actually something that girls need. I mean, as much as I would like to be a young, hip Gen Zer, I'm not. I think I'm technically an elder millennial, but that's useful for someone my age too, right? To know those things as well. So it sounds like it's being received really well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, education on mental health doesn't have an age limit, <laughs> it's important for everybody. But I think in the developmental stage, for me, as a Gen Z girl, is so important to know how to navigate mental health when so many messages from the beauty industry, social media, celebrity culture are coming at us so fast.
0: Sadie, you mentioned you're incorporated as a public benefit corporation. I know you have some partnerships with other organizations working towards similar missions. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so our main partnership is with Girl Up United Nations Foundation, and we've been involved in their global summits the last couple of years as a sponsor and as a host of their workshops focusing on entrepreneurship and curiosity. We love working with them because their mission is to encourage girls to get into leadership positions and just showing them their full potential and, and gender equity and, and you know promoting all of those things, which align so closely with our mission. And so we're continually working with them and, and supporting them. And then we've worked also with Girls on the Run. Women's Epic is another one that encourages women to trail run. They host trail running races, which is really cool. And we're always looking for more of that align with our message and to support them.
0: My daughter, this is a tangent, but my daughter is nine. She just turned nine and she did Girls on the Run, which is a national organization that sponsors local clubs where girls in elementary school and early junior high can run, but they also learn about team building and there's a big 5K at the end. I ran slash walked it with her. and it was just so empowering and inspiring, like you're saying to see a different way to think about ourselves, our bodies, you know, what they do instead of how they look. and how grateful I was to see that she has the opportunity to really see herself in a different way. As this, it seems like this issue becomes more and more at the forefront of people like you and the kinds of businesses that people like you are starting.
1: Yeah, and you know, being involved at these events for Girls on the Run, Women's Epic, and Girl Up, I've had a similar experience. Being totally inspired and empowered by other girls around me understanding what they're capable of and going for it. And having that community within these organizations that we
0: support is super awesome. Sadie, you could have just started a company to make some money or even started a company with this goal of changing the messaging around health and beauty. Why was it important to you to go the extra step and make it a really impact-oriented business?
1: I think because it is such a large issue, it needed a big solution. It wasn't a simple solution. And I think incorporating the personal care products is something that I'm passionate about because of growing up doing hair and being immersed in the industry. And I think too, just having the opportunity and mentorship from my dad and the entrepreneurs that I'm surrounded by in Utah is so unique and made it possible for me to create
0: this big solution. I love that. A big problem needs a big solution. And it's not just a problem here or in this space, but a problem in other areas of girls' lives, right? In academics and in sports and in politics. And so creating those partnerships to reach into those other areas as well. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I also want to talk about in your own company structure, you have a structure that really empowers girls. So I'm going to say it how I understand it, and then you can correct me if I'm wrong. But a hallmark of your company is really that there are girls, Gen Z girls like you, at every level of the company in all of these corporate positions. So we have you and your sister, Abby, as the co-founders and the leaders of the company, and then girls your age in accounting and marketing and as board members and advisors to the company. Talk to us about where that idea came from and how it kind of works, and then we can get into the benefits.
1: Yeah, so just as you introduced us at the very beginning, we're girl-founded, led, and operated. So yes, I have a team of girls that I work with every day on things like accounting and marketing, and then I have girl advisors that meet with us quarterly, and then we have an adult advisory board. And that's what makes it possible because obviously we want to have girls involved because our voices are the most important when creating these products and messaging. But we need the mentorship, and so that's where the adult advisors come in. My board is Davis Smith, who founded Kotapaxy. My dad, who's the founder of Criminelli, Noel Bates, who has worked with Stance for a long time. Mackenzie Bauer, who founded Thread Wallets. And then Jared Allgood, who founded an app for Gen Z. So anyways, some very amazing, talented mentors that are able to help us in building a company and speaking to Gen Z and advertising and knowing how to make it effective and all of that. But the main team that I work with is
0: girls my age. Okay. So let me just make sure your accountant is a Gen Z girl, not a a grown-up, for lack <laughs> exactly. of a better word, <laughs> yeah. with a Gen Z girl shadowing that grown-up. So it really is girls at every level of the company doing the day-to-day operations yeah. and the work. Exactly. Do you think that you might be the only company doing that? It seems so, like, I want to say rare, but revolutionary.
1: Thank you. I would assume so. I I think the closest thing that I don't know. I guess Girl Up, the way that they're structured is they have girls working with them at the top and that's kind of the closest thing and why we reached out to them first to partner with them. But as far as a for-profit company goes, I think we're the only one.
0: Where did the idea come from to structure it that way? I
1: think as part of our differentiation, we wanted girls involved and just feeling like these large corporate personal care brands, the reason that they're not speaking to us is because they're run by middle-aged men, (laughs) right? So they're, of course, they're not connecting to us. And so to avoid that and be able to differentiate ourselves in the market, we brought on girls to make sure our voices are at the center.
0: And what's the benefit for those girls? How does this opportunity prepare them for what's coming next? How does it help them develop their own curiosity just as your curiosity led to the company in the first place? Yeah,
1: I think it's similar to any internship that you get in college, you know, that you just discover what you like and don't like and what it's like to work with a company at a high position. And if that's something you're interested in, I think the communication skills that come from it and what you learn working with a team is all super beneficial for these girls and just kickstarts their curiosity as they move into college and figure out what they want to do.
0: It's an amazing opportunity to experiment a little bit, get curious. But like you say, at a really high level instead of an internship where you're just making... Coffees, (laughs) copies <laughs> but maybe for a company that you is in an in industry you might be interested in. Yeah. So really an opportunity to explore. We've talked about all the good stuff so far, the great messaging, the great opportunities for girls, but nothing is without its challenges. What challenges have you faced either straight business difficulties, supply chain or challenges as young girls running a business, being taken seriously in such a big space? All
1: issues that we faced, for sure. I think definitely supply chain. As we started in the midst of COVID, things were always delayed and it took us a lot longer to launch the product than we thought it would. But there's been many times where me and my sister, or even just me, have been in a room with just men meeting. And that's super intimidating for us and hard to make our voices heard in a setting like that, especially since we're so young, not only that we're girls, but also our age. And it makes sense. Like no one our age is really in these settings. And so it's hard to be taken seriously by professionals. And I think one of the experiences that comes to mind is working with our original warehouse. So we were storing all the product and we had a couple more pallets coming in and the warehouse just said, we don't have any more space. And we're like, we just need you to fit these couple more. Like you have the rest of our product. We need you to fit these in. So I went to the warehouse and made this deal with them, like I will consolidate all these pallets because they're not, not all of them, they're full. So I was like, I will literally like consolidate them. So you have fewer pallets you can fit these ones in. It was not received well (laughs) at all. (laughs) It mostly stood out to me so much in that situation because I had been to the warehouse previously with my dad and it was not a problem at all. And so when I had just showed up, to try and be super helpful and solve this issue, it was not even an option. So I think that's the main one that comes to mind. But I think just being so young and a girl, it's it brings a lot of self-doubt for myself. And that's definitely been a challenge that I am continuously overcoming. And the messaging and my passion for Bettering girls' mental health and changing the dialogue in the beauty industry is what drives me, but those definitely are challenges.
0: I was going to ask, so the mission is the main motivator to face these challenges. Do you have any other like tips or tricks that you do to psych yourself up, do a superhero pose or blast some <laughs> Lizzo? How do you keep going into those arenas? with the confidence that you need?
1: I think a lot of the time you just have to go. <laughs> like a lot of the time it's not an option. And so no matter if I'm nervous or lacking confidence or whatever, it needs to be done. And so I just do it. And that is overcoming those things one at a time, whether it's a presentation or the next product development stage or whatever. It's just, as I keep doing those things, it. Keeps helping
0: me be more confident in accomplishing. It builds on itself; gets mm-hmm. a little bit easier yeah. every time, yeah. even though the problems probably keep getting harder, right? Just <laughs> yes. when you think, "Okay, I've got, <laughs> I can do this," now it's the next. Yes. Now it's the next thing. Talk about some of the resources that have been available to you at LaSonde. You live at LaSonde. You have a company office there, mm-hmm. and at the business school in general. What classes, resources, other tools have you gained here at the school that have helped you both on the business side and just with your own confidence and empowerment to go out and sell your company? I've loved being at the
1: business school and at La Sonde. It's such a great place to be for what I'm doing. As a resident at La Sonde, I have loved being able to be surrounded by this community of entrepreneurs and founders in their Founders Program. And everyone in the program is so supportive and it's such a good community. And the resources that they offer, like the office space is huge for me so that I can fulfill orders while I'm here at school on campus. And as well as just participate in their competitions and get that practice where the stakes aren't super high, but just gain experience and mentorship from the people around me. And same at the business school, there's a lot of just networking opportunities and great people to meet here that have been able to help me and give me advice and connect
0: me with the right people to take the next steps in CDB. That leads perfectly into my next question, which is what are the next steps? You launched just within the past few months. Yeah, in May. In May of 2022. Mm -hmm. And it's going well. You're growing. People are buying (laughs) ADB. What is next? How are you keeping the company evolving and curious?
1: Yeah, so we are just working on really developing our marketing plan and how we're going to spread brand awareness and grow just drive sales and all of that so we're working on putting together a campaign and advertising campaign on the u campus and then we hope to be able to roll that out to campuses all over the country eventually we're working on ambassador partnerships we are working on Developing a program with Girl Up to just stay involved with them and support the individual Girl Up clubs. And eventually, our goal is to launch with a PR firm and be able to fly from there.
0: I love this campus idea of starting here, expanding to other campuses, really honing in on your audience and this time of life when college can be so stressful. Mm-hmm. And so not just offering another product, but also a almost a way of life, a way to think about this time of your life.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: What would you say to people who, right, you're in a really lucky kind of unique circumstance to have this as an ethos of your family and lots of examples growing up, I think there are probably lots of girls like you who also want to make a positive impact, but maybe don't have that structure behind Mm -hmm. them or don't have the confidence that that's something they can do. What would you say to them, to girls who want to make an impact and don't believe that they can?
1: I think I would just say to start small. There's no limit. I think that just taking it one day at a time and doing small things, they add up so quickly. And those will also make an impact. There's not one way to spread good in the world. And finding what they're passionate about and how to turn that into a positive impact is the key. And finding a mentor of whatever area you're interested in is so helpful. And so tapping into your community whether it's family or neighbors or the place that you work, school, whatever it might be, that tapping into that is also super important.
0: And it doesn't have to be a business, right? I think sometimes Mm -mm. we see people doing something in one way yeah, and we think, oh, if I want to make an impact, I need to have a business or I need to have a lot of money or I need to be this type of person. But getting curious... about what do you care about? Is it politics? Is it something else?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It doesn't just have to be one way. Sadie, what do you do in your own life to stay curious?
1: I think every day I'm learning something new and whether it's in school or through what I'm doing to work on Sadie B, I stay curious by just asking questions. I always am asking questions of what is the next best thing to do in our marketing or product development and CDB or, you know, how can these classes I'm taking at the U apply to what I'm doing? I think asking questions is so important.
0: I love that. I think that's a theme that's been emerging in these episodes is exactly that, asking questions. And it seems simple, but it's not always easy to do, right? Sometimes we're in spaces where, we don't feel safe asking questions or we think that we should already know the answer or we want people to think that we already know the answer. (laughs) So it takes its own kind of bravery to step up and say, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. and ask the question that you need to take you to the next
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't think there's Wrong questions. (laughs) I think you should just ask all of them and you'll get
0: to the questions that'll really help you find the answer. I love that too. So sounds like some really great things ahead for Sadie B as you keep growing and evolving the company. Where can people keep track of what's going on?
1: Our website is sadb.co, so you can find our products and story there, as well as our Instagram is also sadieb.co with our mental hygiene, education,
0: and all of the latest news. Sadie, thank you so much for joining us here today. That wraps up this season of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. Thank you so much to all of my guests and thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us. I hope these episodes have helped spark a little extra curiosity in your own lives or your work or your studies. We'll be taking a short break and then we'll be back for a new season all about having the confidence to impact your world. We'll learn about why impact matters and how programs right here at the Eccles School are preparing students to make a positive difference around the world. We'll also hear from more people just like Sadie who are using their talents, their hobbies, and their companies to make an impact in the areas that matter most to them. You definitely won't want to miss it. So be sure to subscribe to Eccles Business Buzz wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Eccles Alumni so you can keep up with the latest news until we get together again. See you soon for season four.